Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to JoJo's Journey. It's JoJo. Just wanted to say hi and see how you're doing. I know it's been a while since I've actually broadcasted, but um, just wanted you to know. I've been thinking about every one of you guys, and hopefully you've kind of um, been anticipating my next podcast, as I have. Um, I just wanted to kind of check in in terms of where we are in terms of our times, Um as you are aware, we are more than halfway through more than six months into this pandemic in which, you know, it first started off with quarantine and now we're on pandemic measures and as well as vigilance and practicing social distancing and hand washing and hopefully wearing masks regardless of what political affiliation you um, regard yourself. Um, and so a lot of things have happened. A lot of things are happening. Um, we are also in the midst of a political, um, climate in which there's uncertainty, um, there's anger, there's frustration, and, you know, those are just outside factors that affect us internally. And how we process it is, you know, makes the difference. And so because of these times, because of the, uh, the health epidemics or pandemic, excuse me, as well as political, as well as sociopolitical, as well as, um, you know, certain cases that are unfortunately neglected, it brings about stress and anxiety amongst people. And not just that, but also the fact that people are home and they are kind of left to their own devices on how they're dealing with their stress and anxiety. You know, I have a patient who is a social worker, and I had asked her, I was like, you know, with everything going on, I mean, your social um, work calendar must be a little limited right now with everything that's going on. Kids are at home, people are at home more, you know, um, there's less likelihood of people reporting any kind of um, abuse or neglect or whatnot because, you know, people are not going to school. People weren't weren't going to work at, at times. And she had said, yeah, true. We don't, the workload or the caseload hasn't been as abundant as it was pre-pandemic. But the cases that we do see, the intensity of these cases are so far past, you know, just, um, uh, what's the word, um, past uh, viewing it or monitoring, it's gone to the point where they've actually had to do arrests at that point. And so, yes, the frequency of their caseloads isn't as abundant as it used to be, and I'm talking about social workers, Um but the intensity of the cases that do present themselves are very high. As a result, the people that are being reported are actually being sent to jail because of, you know, the effects of that. And so, you know, that's one instance of the effects of, you know, being at home and, you know, how it can predicate worsening um, times as well. And, as a nurse practitioner, I'm seeing patients, a lot of patients, and 
a lot of your primary care providers can attest to this as well, that the stress and anxiety has increased almost tenfold. The people that were, you know, um, anxious patients to begin with are now in, find themselves in a situation where they're stressed and they're anxious to the point that certain pharmacies are back-ordered on antidepressant and anti-anxiety medications. So that's just an effect of everything going on and the toll it takes on the mind. And the mind, it's very intricate in a sense because if you think about it, it controls how we act, how we feel, and how we react. So as intricate as it is, it's a very intricate approach to how to analyze it as well and how to uh, combat, you know, uh, negating effects of the mind and how we deal with emotions and how we deal with actions or how we act upon emotions or thoughts and whatnot. There is, you know, a medical model in which you can treat the mind um, different approaches. There's a study of psychiatry, you know, um, understanding the different neurotransmitters and how some are lacking and there are certain medications that can mimic whatever uh, hormone or uh, transmitter neurotransmitters are missing or being able to kind of fill in those areas. And then there's also other methods that we've seen old world practices, um, such as, you know, the monks, um, Buddhist meditation, and how they go about um, stress and anxiety, and how to deal with the outside world. Now, I mentioned that mind is an intricate thing. How else is it intricate? If you think about it again, it, you know, there are certain control parts of our mind that control our breathing, our emotions, our process of emotions, our cognitive higher level, what we call higher level functions of uh, thinking, judgment, and even the basic breathing controlled by the mind. And so when I mention about the old world practices such as um, the monks and and this could be Buddhist monks, Benedictine monks, or whatnot. You know, the common thread that they have is they root a lot of their practices and teachings based on prayer and meditation. Prayer and meditation brings about a lot of calmness and um, approach to how you want to incorporate peace. Now, if I were to go, I took a class in college, and one of the classes I took, well, I took more than one class in college, but one of the notable classes that I took in college was a comparative religions class. And it was wonderful in a sense to see how different religions um, practice or affect the way they want to be within themselves and how they want to affect into the world. And the Buddhist one was very particularly um, interesting for me because, you know, well, the Buddhist mentality is very intricate in the sense that, that they have different tenets, right? There's um, the Four Noble Truths, um, 
as well as uh, uh, um, the Eightfold Path and um, Universal Truths. So the basic of that has to do with the goal is to reach nirvana. And that's what they call enlightenment. And by doing that, they have to do it by different practices. So it's the um, virtue to be good, um, to attain wisdom and enlightenment, but also meditation, meditation and prayer. And so that brings about what my topic is today is about how we attain that um, inner peace and how we deal with anxiety and how we act and react to certain issues or concerns. And I've often alluded to this in my previous podcast about mindfulness. And so today is going to be the detail of that and why I got into it, how I practice it, and what are the effects of it, and certain kind of takeaway points that you can use in your own life that hopefully you can kind of incorporate a little mindfulness as well. And it's not, it sounds hard. You know, it at first you think, oh, it's so easy to just, you know, meditate. You just breathe, you close your eyes, and you meditate. Then you realize when you're actually getting into it, it's not as easy as you think. And then you realize through practice, you get better at it. So, you know, the way I started into mindfulness was certain issues, certain events in the past have kind of caused me to kind of judge myself and how I react to things and how if somebody else's actions hurt or anger me, it could kind of displace my overall mood. And then I get upset of why I'm in that mood and then I start to judge myself and I come harder on myself in terms of you know blaming myself and then I get reactive to subsequent events or near um, you know um, approaches with that person or, or persons and so it's it was a cycle it was a cycle of blaming myself and I not only acknowledged the problem, but I really incorporated it to the fact that it influenced me in a negative impact and I changed my mood. And I recognized that because I would be going along pleasant, 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 then all of a sudden something will disrupt it and it's thrown me off. And so mindfulness allows me that platform to kind of acknowledge it, to understand it, maybe not fully understand it, but understand that it's there, acknowledge it, and to let it go. So in doing that over and over, it takes, it's not just a one-time thing, right? It's a, it's a practice that you end up incorporating in your daily life that you end up becoming better at it in how you deal with these situations. And I've often used it for managing stress and anxiety, uh, being able to accept problems. Again, if you think about it, we can't control 
the things that happen to us or how things act toward how people act towards us but we can control us that's the only thing we really can't control right us our emotions and how we react to those and whatnot and hopefully everything will fall into place if we're able to kind of navigate those emotions and it also helped me practice non-judgment upon myself the whole purpose of my podcast is about self-care well one of the components of that is to not judge yourself don't be so hard on yourself and so I practice that in a daily sense And uh, for those of you who have heard of these terms, um, you've ever heard of guided imagery or biofeedback. Those are pretty much the same tenets of mindfulness. You are training your mind to think in a positive light, either by projecting a positive outcome or by training your mind to control certain uh, bio-emotions like heart rate, blood pressure, tension in your muscles, pain, how you perceive pain. And pain is not only physical, but it's also emotional. How you process it makes a difference on it, you know, um, causing further effects on you. And so I practice it daily. I practice mindfulness daily in different ways. I there are some apps out there. There's um, a mind app, a mindfulness app called Headspace, and there's another one called Calm. Now I'm I don't I have no stock in either one of these apps, and there's more than two of these apps out there. But the reason I list these two is because they're the more common ones that I've seen. And if you've ever had a chance to do a free trial of them, you'll see that they have different, you know, um, mindfulness practices uh, that deal with either anxiety or stress. Anxiety and stress kind of go together. Um, Meditation, just to kind of just blank out your mind or to help you sleep. One of the common things I've been seeing in my patients is they're not getting enough sleep. And sleep also affects mood, right? So they're all tied together, which is why these apps kind of, you know, delve into these aspects of training the mind. And so in school, we learned that if we could train our mind on, you know, um, guided imagery and biofeedback, we can, you know, necessarily change uh, the physical outputs of the effects of that. And that's the same thing with mindfulness. If you practice it in time, you can reduce the stress and anxiety. You can improve the conflict resolution and how you react to conflict by, number one, being non-reactive can help you regulate whatever impulses you have and it also causes you to be not judgmental on yourself compassionate to not only others but also yourself you know it's amazing because they tell you 
people with the same feathers flock together. There's a common saying like that, right? And you should be with people that are like-minded. I believe that in, to some extent because it's true. If you surround yourself with like-minded people who think positive, who are optimistic, who are non-judgmental, not just on themselves, but also others, it's also helpful for you to incorporate that into your own life. And so, so much to the point where I'm starting to see there are dating apps that people that have similarities of wanting to practice mindfulness. There's a dating app centered around mindfulness clients. So if you are more mindful, if you will, then they kind of match you with people that are like that. And it makes sense, right? You want to be with people that kind of uplift you and ingrain you in those positive aspects of training your mind. You know, there is intelligence and then there's emotional intelligence. I've known, I can think of a handful of people or maybe a few people offhand that are so intelligent, so bright, so well accomplished or whatnot, um, academically intelligent or, or, you know, but they have no emotional intelligence. They have no empathy. They have no understanding. And so, you know, it doesn't prove anything if you're intelligent in that sense of your accomplishments or your degrees or whatnot. If you don't have emotional intelligence, it's very difficult to navigate through life. You will lose friends. You will lose people that will, you know, could impact you positively because they probably don't want to be around you. So, you know, when it comes to mindfulness, you want to practice it. You also want to be around people who they don't necessarily need to, you know, do meditations on a daily basis or whatnot. But the tenets of non-judgment, non-reactivity, and compassion are good things to find in people. And you want to surround yourself with people like that like-minded, pun intended. So in these confusing, turbulent times, let's go back to the basics. We can't control everyone. We can't control the person in front of us. We can control how we react and how we process whatever our emotions or thoughts are at that moment. So I encourage each and every one of you out there to find at least an app or a website to delve into these mindful meditations. I know in my own life, me incorporating this on a daily basis doesn't need to be daily, but for me, there are times I'll need it on a daily basis. It's helped a lot. It's helped in how I get through that hour, that day, that week, whatever the case. It's helped me get over that hump, if you will, and allowed me to see that there is hope. There's something past this emotion or feeling or thought that's right in front of you. And so if you give yourself that reset of mindful meditation,
you're allowed that time and that non-reactivity at that moment and just allow excuse me everything to kind of just reveal itself okay so thank you all for listening to this episode of jojo's journey quite entitled do you mind and i look forward to reaching out to you guys again i wish you all a wonderful week ahead and don't forget to take care of yourself have a good one everyone from jojo's journey this is jojo Diving forward to deep Different colors That we had to put to sleep All the lovers Hope that we could break the spell All the lovers We went down the wishing